Thanks for tuning in to McNamara on Money, a podcast about all things financial. On this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's not the case with callers we may speak to on this show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Listeners to this podcast need to check with their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions that we may make. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money. And we're talking frauds and scams and scary stuff today. I have three police officers from the Marshfield Police Department who know all about this stuff. And hopefully, if you sit back for the next hour or so, you'll probably learn a few things and can play a little defense about people trying to steal your money. I have a Greg Davis, detective. I have Liam Ramsey, Liam Rooney, I apologize, sergeant. And Todd Goodwin, detective and director of technology for the police in the town of Marshfield. Field here thing. Folks, this is the Call In Talk Radio Show. Our telephone number is 781-837-4900. If you have a good story or a bad story or some questions about frauds or scams, this is your special day. Give us a call. We'll see where it goes. Okay, gentlemen, what are we going to tee up next year? Where are we going here? Um, I think I could finish up on the credit cards and debit oh, yeah, cards. Please do, uh, yeah. We seniors, we use both of those. Yes. So that's probably, you know, we cash yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Just from personal experience, because I've had my debit card get ripped off a few times in the last few years. I switched over to using my credit card for all my online accounts. And I had my debit card linked to certain things like my eBay, my PayPal, things like that. And I know to some extent for PayPal and Venmo, you need your bank information on there because it's like a direct deposit yeah. scenario. But okay. having my debit card linked to certain accounts, whenever those got hacked, it was much more difficult to get my money back than it was whenever I've had a credit card ripped off. Okay. Just more, ex- more difficult is you never got it back or it was just harder to get it all back? Like huh? I was talking about before the break, yeah. I had uh, that Uber Eats account in California that for $480 and I got $80 of it back and they said I was partially responsible. Uh, and I don't know what that means, but I never saw the other $400. Wow. I know if that was my credit card, it wouldn't happen like that. Yeah. Okay. I would have been reimbursed immediately. Yeah. And that's happened to me before too. I was on vacation once and the credit card company called me and said, are you in Florida right now? And I said, yeah, I am. And they said, did you just spend $9,000 at Best Buy on the East Coast? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm on the Gulf Coast. And they said, yeah, so you didn't just buy like 10 TVs over here? And I yeah. said, no. And they said, only we issued a credit card to somebody that had, he, he pretended to be you and said that he was going to be basically like a co-signer on your account. So he received a credit card that had my name and his name on it. Whoa. And then maxed it out in a day. Whoa. And they reimbursed me in 10 minutes. Yeah. And okay. that was a much better scenario than what happened with my debit card where I never saw the money again. Yeah. And neither of them were my fault at all. Does that generally apply to debit cards versus charge cards? That's my personal experience. I yeah. know with credit card companies, they seem to be pretty well insured. Yeah. yeah they they have both have fraud investigators, but just an example um, compared to getting my money back immediately from the credit card company, my wife a few weeks ago found out that her debit card, which she uses for a business she has, got wiped out. Her whole account got drained. And when she talked to the bank, they said, people have been putting card readers, card scanners on some of these ATM vestibules in the area. And what happened is you probably swiped your debit card to take out some cash, which she had done the night before. Yep. And then they had all of her info at that point and they cleaned out the whole account. Whoa. And... 
luckily we had a couple other accounts we could still pay our bills, which uh, always if, a good thing. Always a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you Whoa. do if Whoa. you just got cleaned out completely? Yeah. But what they told her was that they're going to investigate this, and they were positive that we will receive the money back. However, it's going to take a month or two for them to do that. So just uh, I think with a credit card, you've got a balance now when someone rips off your card, and they can wipe it clean. With your debit card, they can wipe out your bank account, yeah, and now you yeah. don't have anything yeah. left. Yeah, I don't know. Right. This is a generic comment, but it's probably safer to use a charge card uh, Absolutely. than a debit card. Absolutely. Yeah. So I switched over every account I had from my eBay to my all my bills that I yeah. pay with it, switched yeah. over to my credit card. Yeah. And not only that, some credit cards will give you incentives for using them, like miles for your flights yeah. and things like that. So it's not a bad idea. Those 18% interest rates, they cover something when it comes <laughs> to protection <laughs> and charge. You just pay it off next month and you'll be okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay. But yeah, they, they. I have a Capital One a personal business, and they're very good about notifying you. And I've had in three three charge cards in the last five years, fraud, and it was like day transaction, a telephone call, and it was fixed, sort of a thing. Yeah. yeah. But you're right, folks. If you, if folks, if you get three hundred thousand in your savings account and a debit card connected to it, that's all at risk, and the chances of getting. So if I'm the bank. Do I, if I can trace that and may, I maybe get the money back or maybe not? I, yeah. It seems like it's a higher degree of difficulty. Because it? it's already gone yeah, on gone. your end. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. And it depends on how much the bank wants to invest on their security yeah. to try to trace the money and find it also. Yeah, there you go. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not the banking institute, so we can't speak for them. Yeah. They, it, they have a responsibility also to try to track it down. On, but where was it wired to? Where did it go to? Yeah. You okay. Know? So yeah. a little bit on their side. But these stories are great from Liam because people should understand. Especially the family story. The family. He, he, it still happens he, to all of us. People should understand that, it, look, it happens to him. Yeah. And, and he's not a senior. Yeah, wait a minute, this can't be right. This you guy know, knows but, his stuff. Right? Nobody yeah. should be embarrassed if it happens. It happens. Yeah. It yeah. happens to everybody. It's going to happen to everybody. You just got to be... Yeah, and one thing I'd like to point out is that the banks have been really great with contacting us when they have, especially when they have seniors come in and they think that they're getting scammed. Okay. They will call us and okay. they'll let us know, which is which is great because yeah. then we can follow up. Yeah. Wow. Seems like you need three times more police than you have in Marshfield to deal with this <laughs> stuff. Sometimes we do. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Yep. Re- re- really? Yep. <laughs> but the, the good thing Liam said with the banks yeah. is uh, that they do know their customers yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Son of a gun. I believe we, let's see. I believe we have another caller here. The computer is flashing caller. Let's see. Uh, Tim's writing slowly. So here we go. Let's go. Yep. Computer screen is now lit up. Let's talk to Peter on Cape Cod. Good morning, Peter. How are you today? Hey guys, show always listen to you anyways in the morning for financial advice. Thank it's you. a long time, t- long time, thirty-eight years. And I'm sure the offices will tell you big scams going around now. I get them all the time, and I my email is you'll get a notification that says it's FedEx or UPS telling you you have a package we're trying to deliver to you, and that they want you to respond to the email. And sometimes they'll say we're having trouble finding your address, or the package hasn't cleared customs or there's still freight charges due on that and they're looking for information to complete the delivery. That would never, ever happen. We do not operate that way. The only time you would get a email notification from us is if you were getting an alcohol shipment, a handgun, Mm -hmm. something in excess of value of $5,000 and that it required an adult signature required where we actually have to scan your license. Those are pretty much legit, and they try to give you a time frame of approximately when your package would be there. 
But I'm sure you guys see them all the time. I get them constantly on my phone. UPS has a package for you. FedEx has a package waiting for your information. And what happens is they try to get some money off you, claiming freight charges are due, which we don't operate that way. You have to have a valid account number to receive a shipment. That's the only way we do billing. But I'm sure you guys are starting to see a lot of those. Yeah, uh, Peter, just for a second, when you announced where you were from early on the call, there was a blip yep. in there. So could you tell us again where you're coming from so people can know that you're talking about good stuff here? Oh, I'm from, I'm from Cape Cod. Okay. But I've been with the company. I've done all over the South Shore. I've yep. done Marshville, Duxbury, every address up there. Okay. Just recently, I'm down here almost near retirement. But okay. I'm, sure people, I'm sure people will be seeing these emails all the time. Every morning I get up, i got five or six of them. Yeah. Okay. Just delete, delete, delete. But yeah. as I said, the only time you'll get a legit message from us, Ed, is when we have something. A lot of people now get alcohol. A lot of people don't realize we deliver handguns and all that fun stuff. And the protocol for that is, of course, someone has to be home at adult 21. And we have to scan your license before we can give it to you. And we try to notify people that those are in transit. So we try to give you an approximate delivery window. Wow. But any other messages yeah. you'll get from us saying... There's a problem completing the delivery. Please give us information. They're just trying to fish to try and get some money out of you for something that doesn't exist. Additional freight charges and stuff like that. Wow. Okay? Thank you. Yeah. Gentlemen, do you have any questions for Peter? I know, I know that's one that's been popping up on my email a lot lately. I just yep. haven't opened them to see what they wanted. But I think... Oh, go, ahead, go ahead, Peter. No, unfortunately, I get, we deliver to a lot of elderly people. One of the other things we do, a lot of people on hospice meds and stuff like that, we deliver all that stuff for people at home. And uh, having older people on my route ask me, hey, Pete, I got an email from FedEx about, and right away, I just tell them, it's a scam. It's a scam. Wow, it's a really? scam. Yeah. Like I said, the only time you'd get it, and it, if all these guys, it looks like it's from UPS, it's in UPS Brown or FedEx, it looks like our letterhead and stuff. But under no circumstances should they be asking you for money or further information. If we can't locate your address, you will receive phone calls from our customer service. <laughs> and yeah. Peter, that's what we try to tell people. If you get a, an alert like that, an email or a text message, just don't, don't click the link. And if you are concerned, you just find the real phone number or yeah, the website yep. and you just call them and verify. And a lot of times it's funny. People will tell, a lot of people order ordering stuff that can't keep track of how it's coming. And then a lot of times I'll just ask the people, have you ordered anything lately? Because most of these vendors will tell you it's coming Amazon, it's coming UPS, coming FedEx. And they'll look at me like, I don't remember ordering anything in the last month. So there you go. It's a scam. Just move on. Don't click. <laughs> listen, you guys have a great day. Unfortunately, i got to go punch in. Hey, listen, thank you for the In the Trenches commentary. We appreciate that. Okay. All right. Thank you, Peter. You guys have thank a great you. Day. you too. Have a good one. Okay, there's a man who should know. Like, I think a great way to realize how many scams are coming through your email is to open your junk folder yeah. and just uh, see how many thousands of them have popped up in the last few weeks Yeah. versus the few that slip through the cracks. Wow. Um, wow. Because some of them do and some of them look legit. Yeah. Uh, but they are just constant. Wow. Folks, this is a call-in talk radio show. We've had some great callers here with some great points. And it's if you do radio, it's good to hear from real people who have real problems or real comments on occasion. So that's a good thing. 781-837-4900. We're talking frauds, scams, and scary stuff here today, folks. Hopefully, we'll be some help to you. All right. Where from here, gentlemen? I've got one more 
one, one more scam this, on my this list. This other family member? I've got, a, I've got a great story to go with this <laughs> one. No more family life. This, this was not a family member this time. So this will be the first, I think the first one of my stories that didn't involve someone in my family. Okay. Bail money scams. Whoa. So what happens is you get a call from, could be Mexico, could be anywhere. And they say that one of your grandkids or son or daughter or whoever has been arrested. And they know your grandkids, son or And they know the name. name. Yeah, they know the name. Okay. And they say that they need X amount of money. Or in some cases, we've seen this exact same scam, but they say they're holding them hostage. Right? Wow. Same scenario, basically. Yeah. We've got them. If you want them back, pay us. And you might even hear someone in the background calling for help. That might sound like oh, a boy or a girl. Whoa. Pretty scary stuff. Whoa. And that's when people panic. Yeah. Right. And they oh. start, yeah, how you, do I make arrangements to yeah. send you this money? Yeah, you lose all rationality. When so that just happens. to put into perspective how yeah. bad people can panic on one of these, especially if, if like, you, you may not even have a family member in Mexico, but you don't know. Yeah. You right. haven't talked to them in a while or yeah. whatever. But so had a woman who received a call like this, and I forget if it was bail money or ransom. I think it was bail money, and it was like a thousand dollars, and they wanted him to wire it down. And the woman freaked out, and she she's on the phone, and she's trying to get some information. And you can hear, I think it was a girl in the background saying, "Mom, I need help," stuff like that. And another family member. So I've got her on the nine one one line on one in one hand, and then someone else from. So that, so I go in our computer, I get the daughter's name, I go in our computer, and I find the daughter's phone number, and I call her on the business line. So I've got mom on one hand, yeah. and the daughter answers, Whoa. and she's on the other, and I'm Whoa. saying, are you okay? Where are you located? Yeah. Says, I'm in Marshfield or wherever. Wow. And I said, Mom, I've got your daughter on the other Whoa. line. She's perfectly fine. <laughs> and Mom doesn't believe me. She is on her way out the door Whoa. to go to the ATM. Whoa. And the dad is trying to stop her from leaving the house Whoa. because she is in such a panic yeah. that she isn't listening to me yeah. saying her daughter's fine. So sometimes, like, e yeah. even in that scenario, yeah. you can't stop it. Yeah. The husband had to physically restrain her from leaving wow. the house. Wow. That's yeah. how convincing these people can be. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gross. If your emotions get ramped up. Especially then. if you're a mom, yeah. you go into that oh, mode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mom and grandma <laughs> yep. mode. Both and I don't blame her. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I hear you. I hear you. Wow. Wow. That's terrifying, actually. Okay. And again, just to reiterate everything for the last hour, it's education of your family members. If you read it online and we post it, tell your parents, tell your kids, look out for these scams. The more people talk about it, the more they're going to protect themselves. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And we'll keep on saying that every That's time okay. it happens. That's okay. Bail money, huh? Uber scams, Netflix. Wow. Okay. So many possibilities. Yeah. Where are we going from here, gentlemen? I think we could touch on dating websites as well. Oh, sure. That's, people uh, start relationships online. Yeah. They think they're talking to a certain person. They send pictures of this person. These people fall in love. They'll start a relationship. They'll talk for months. They never ask for money, but it, it, a couple months down the road when they get real comfortable with this person, all of a sudden, hey, I need money to get a plane ticket to come and see you. We've seen these things happen over and over again to people. That, that's a long It's a long process, but process. They, they'll probably do it with 100 people at a time and they just keep working these people and it has happened several times in this oh. town and other towns. Wow. Whoa. 
Yeah, they call it getting catfished, right? They have a whole TV series about it. Oh, really? But especially if you've got someone who's maybe lonely or they they really have somehow fallen in love with the person on the other end of these emails, yeah. they'll do whatever they have to do. They might say, I need rent money, I just lost my job, my, my kid is sick, whatever. They'll pull on your heartstrings and get you to send that money over. The fact that's a long drawn out, yes. that's pretty, that's a huge effort to do something like that. That's pretty serious stuff. It's, it's like Greg said, if you've got a stable of 100 significant yeah. others, yeah, play, they're paying your bills. Yeah, play you, you got to play the yeah. numbers if you do that. Well, do, 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 it, it, this is a maybe unrelated or somewhat, but so state governments and federal governments, they, that's not their job to, do, to protect against stuff like that. We right? typically will refer people to the attorney general's office yeah. for some of these. Yeah. Where it goes after that, I'm not sure. Yeah. We investigate the ones we can. Yeah. But like we said, a lot of them are overseas. Yeah. They're out of state. Yeah. They're so hard to track. Yeah. And sure, Todd, you got about how some of the inner workings of how they remove themselves from traceability and yeah, like, like that. Yeah, when they're doing the scams online, if it's either through the Venmo or PayPal or even an email, they can block them. They can block their email address from being found because it's just going to go nowhere. It's going to be fake. So those are a lot of the hurdles that we have to deal with. No. But we, I know we have it posted on our town's website on that electricity scam. Yep. There, we put some links in there to the mass.gov website that gives a lot of what to do if this happens. Uh, and we will post that on our police website also. Maybe after this, I'll post it up there. Yep. But the mass.gov website has a lot of good links on what to do next. Report to your local police, have it logged. Now, if your email was hacked, change your password. Now call your banking institute. Make sure there was no suspicious activity. Change the PIN code, change the password. It's always a good habit to change your passwords every so often. I think it's a tough password, but it's probably easy to guess. But those are, again, precautionary stuff that people should be doing against their computer getting hacked and then being scammed. So. What are your comments about password generating programs in general? I use the Apple one. It's pretty pretty nice. Yeah, th- those are real secure. The pass the passwords that Apple generates. Yeah, it would probably take somebody I don't know fifty years to hack one yeah, of those. I think passwords. it's called Keychain. And yeah, yeah, Keychain. Yeah, it's so easy to use from a technology point of view. Yeah. But yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's easy to use common passwords. Everybody probably does the it, same thing. And that's the problem. Everybody yeah, does use yeah, passwords. Yeah. like it's their kid's name plus their home address. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And those are things that you shouldn't do, but we do it. Yeah. yeah. It's just the way of life. Oh, and we put it on a sticky and put it in the desk put it on a sticky. or something exactly. like that. Yeah. 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 And another thing, too, just because you might put it on a sticky note in your desk drawer, but then the cleaning company at your office comes through every <laughs> yeah. night yeah. and yeah. they yeah. write it down. Yeah. You don't even, and they yeah. put it, close yeah, the drawer. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. even know you've been hacked. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. What do you, yeah. I don't. It's been pretty easy. I'm a t- typical 74-year-old senior type person, but it's been pretty easy to use that keychain. And yeah. I just go to passwords and push a button and go someplace, and I don't have to worry about it. And it seems like it's a pretty good thing to randomly mm-hmm. generate all those passwords and change them. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's only a pain if you need to actually enter that password. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, so used you, to hitting yeah. the <laughs> autofill. It's 75 digits. But yeah, yeah I, I resisted that a long time, but it just makes sense that you don't have to worry about stuff like that. Well, one thing I'd like to add, too, is we have seen cases where when the person realized they got scammed, they were able to make... A woman. Okay. Sure. Yeah. They were able to make some phone calls, go down to the bank, let them know what happened, and they were able to stop 
the money from being withdrawn from their accounts because the person didn't withdraw it right away. Okay. So sometimes you do have a little bit of a window, especially yeah. if that scammer is really busy and they've yeah. got a lot of numbers coming in. <laughs> oh gosh. You might it might buy you <laughs> enough time where you can stop the transaction. <laughs> oh that I, I don't even want to think about that. I'm too busy making money over here to pay attention over Yeah, I'll there, get to right? you I'll get to yours tomorrow. Whoa. Yeah, that type of thing. Whoa. Okay, we've got about 20 seconds left. Any words? No, the music the music is going. I guess we're going as well. Folks, we'll be right back. This is Mike McNamara. If you're looking for a financial advisor, start by asking him or her three questions. Number one, are you a certified financial planner practitioner? Number two, are you legally held to a fiduciary standard of care for your clients? And number three, do you only give financial advice and not sell investment products? These are all simple yes-no questions. If he or she doesn't answer yes quickly and starts talking, that's a no, and it's time to move on to another advisor. We're back. My name is Mike McNamara. This is McNamara on Money. We're talking frauds and scams with three Marshfield detectives, Greg Davis, Liam Rooney Sargent, and Todd Goodwin detective. And the stories have been pretty scary. The last half hour goes really fast. I don't know if one of you, each of you guys wants to talk about one thing or how you want to work this, but we, we've got very little time. So any big stuff we didn't get to, please let's do it before time right, runs out. Mike, I've got, I've got one I'd like to cover. I think we concentrate a lot on the scams that are coming in through internet and phone, but another thing we see a lot is people who let contractors into their house to do work, and they haven't secured their valuables, their checks, their credit cards, their personal information, jewelry, things like that, and by the time they realize what's happened... It's a month or two later. Like real world stuff, not involving technology. Here, this is like right? real world. Yeah. We can catch yeah. these people yeah, type right. of they, stuff. They, your kind of game. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because Whoa. that's easy enough to figure out who's yeah. been in your house, yeah. right? One thing I, we've had people where maybe one check is taken out of their checkbook and it was halfway down the stack and they don't know for six months. Ah, okay. Oh, can I use your bathroom? And then they go in your house and they swipe one check sure Greg can elaborate a little bit on, on check washing and things like that, but one thing I would recommend, besides keeping a list of who's working at your house if you can, is we always recommend people get a ring camera for their door or some type of a surveillance system for their house where, you know, if someone, you might have a package stolen off your front porch, you might have someone coming and going, you might even have someone break into your house through the front door, and you'll be able to get it on video, and at least that yeah. gives us some place yeah. to start with our investigation. Yeah. Wow. You maybe do a little background on who's working on your house, too. Yeah. Get some information on these people. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'd say that's more of an older, an yeah. old-fashioned well, that, crime. That's I'd okay. There are still a few people live in that world <laughs> yeah. listening right. to yep. this show more than right. likely. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And even if you're mailing out checks to pay utility bills, stuff like that, use yeah. a, use one of the mailboxes. They have new anti-phishing mailboxes where you put the letter in and it can't, and somebody can't get it out of the mailbox. An anti-phishing mailbox. Yeah. So um, I think that's you're, new you're, for me. You're yeah. referring to people who drive wow. around and take mail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They'll drive around and take mail and they'll duplicate checks that are that's right, out of the mailbox. That's right. All you have to do is snap a picture and put it in your that's, account that's these all days. That's they have to do, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, I'm sure, oh. still pay their bills with checks. Yeah. yeah. Especially the older crowd. Yeah. All someone has to do is swing, on by, me now. Okay. swing by your mailbox. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got the flag up on your mailbox. Yeah. Mail's going out. Maybe there's a check in there. Exactly. And then that's where we get in the check washing. We used to see where they can literally wash the print right off your check and then write a new check. 
Whoa. They'll sign it. They'll keep the signature, but they can sign Whoa. sign it to somebody else, change the dollar amount, change the date. And now it's even easier because you can just take a photograph of the check and deposit money right into your account with the routing number and bank account number. Wow. So they don't even have to go to the bank anymore. We used, it's, it wasn't that long ago, we could go down to the bank and get a surveillance footage and figure out who you were. Oh, you know, okay. Right? Yeah. Now you got to get a subpoena for some cell phone that it was deposited from, and it's a lot more involved. Yeah, and, and, and the cell phones that are used now, you can actually buy a phone number that's going to disappear after months. Yeah, yeah, so it's it, harder and harder to trace stuff, yes, is what yes. you're saying. And that anti-fishing mailbox that Greg was talking about, I think Marshall now is all anti-fishing. Everyone that I've seen, yes. Yeah, but yeah. what it used to be was an old-school blue mailbox from the post office, and they would tie, like, a bottle with some sticky stuff on it, drop the bottle with a string down in the mailbox, it will grab five or six envelopes, Whoa. pull them out, Whoa. keep on doing that for 10 minutes. You're gonna, someone's going to have a check in there. And that's what Greg was talking about where... Or in some cases, you might have a credit card that's, right. that's in your mailbox that just got sent to you, a brand new credit card. Yeah, yeah. And the person takes that it's it. and activates it. It's as easy as that. You don't report it stolen for a month. Because you didn't know it was coming. Because you didn't know it was coming. Okay, okay. Yeah, and again, unfortunately, all these frauds and scams are out there. And like we've said numerous times already, you just got to be aware of everything and help everybody who yeah. isn't aware of it. And trust your gut. If something feels funny and it doesn't seem right, chances are it's not. Yeah. And don't hesitate to call us if you have questions. Okay. And if someone was going to ask me, how do I prevent myself from becoming a victim of somebody taking a credit card out of my mailbox and using it? That's why it's so important to check your credit card and bank statements every couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you know, some people get them in the mail and they throw it in the corner or they yeah. throw it in the trash and they don't look at it. Yeah. Oh, I pay that every month. I'm yeah. good. Yeah, that good, good, a little monitoring and responsibility. Exactly. But we have a caller, by the way. Let's go to John in Marshfield. Good morning, John. How are you today? Hey, good. Great show. I love some of these scams. It's great that you're bringing this about. The one from FedEx I've almost fallen for. Whoa. Because it's so incredibly personalized. They know so much information. They know, okay, you've got something. Of course, they guess that something's coming, which I suppose is true. But yeah, it's it, they're getting tougher and tougher. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> the, the, the one comment I have though is you guys made reference to this, but it's a general thing that I think we enter into not knowing the risk that exists because we don't know the rule, and that is this whole debit card versus credit card phenomenon. I have never used a debit card because, tell me if you guys think I'm wrong, a debit card, if you're carrying it in your wallet, is a key to your checking account. A credit card in your wallet is a key to American Express's money. If you lose the debit card, you lose <laughs> That's money. a good way to say that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. true. <laughs> John, I would answer that with the word bingo. <laughs> Here's the thing. The definition of insanity. Look, I understand the convenience. And I could use a debit card if I'm leaving a couple hundred bucks in my checking account. No problem. The definition of insanity would be carrying around a debit card from your brokerage company with that money market that's earning 4.5% with a $30,000 balance. That is the definition of insanity. Yep. <laughs> yep. We hear you. Wow. I don't think people, I don't think people understand that. And I get these solicitations. Use your fidelity debit card. No. 
That would be stupid. It's the, the credit card companies are so good at insuring it. They've built that fraud assumption into their pricing, all the interest mm -hmm. rates. That's worth it from my point of view. I've had a few cards scammed. And by the way, sometimes I get a zap from Capital One. Are you in Florida this week? And the answer is, <laughs> yeah, okay. Are you in Alaska this week? No, I'm not there. Okay. So it, they're on top of it. They know uh, your patterns. Yeah, yeah and yes, well, Mike, yeah. Mike, there's a reason why, there's a reason why they're on top of it. I hate to tell you that they're not being nice to you, but it's their money they're protecting. <laughs> yep, I, they don't yeah. care about your money. They care about someone <laughs> charging their money because it's not your money. I'm good with their motivation, though. They keep on top of it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think generically speaking, you're right. I, I think it they're a lot more proactive, and I'm not bad-mouthing banks in this particular case, but it just seems like the credit card companies and using a card's a whole lot less risk. than I've had three charge cards in the last five years, and there was a fair chunk of money on a couple of those fraudulent things, yep. and it didn't cost me a nickel, and thank you, Capital One. That's basically And, where and I'm your money from. stayed in your bank account. Yeah, and my money stayed on my bank account. You're right. So, again, th thank you for that, John. Uh, if, you got, if all of a sudden you got a windfall tax return, from the IRS for $18,000 and you put it in your savings account and use your debit card next week, it could disappear. <laughs> and to get that back is pretty frightening. Any other and thoughts had, or comments yeah, for us, John? Yeah, I, one other comment, and this is just a real-life example. Yeah. One of your guests mentioned that they had their credit card misused and they had no problem getting the money back. I've had it twice in the last 25 years. In both cases, instantaneously got the money back because it was never my money. Okay. With a credit card company, you are taking a loan with the credit card company that's loaning you money. So when you have an issue, the credit card company has an issue. And they're not, they don't want the, the thieves to access their money. Okay. And it's just the opposite with debit cards where it's your money. Yeah. And there's a 100% liability. And I know that there's all these security protections for both cards. No question about that. It's a low risk. But at the same time, understand... The credit card company is protecting their money. You have an obligation to protect your money with a debit card. It's a fundamental difference. Quote, unquote. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for the call and checking in. John. All right. Appreciate that. Okay? Yep. Bye-bye. <laughs> there are some people who pay attention to this stuff, aren't there? Yeah. Huh? Yes. But he's right, though. And like we said before, you know, the, the, if you're going to buy stuff online, yeah. use a credit card. Because yeah. he's right. Why we want to put all your balance of your bank account if on If you'd like online. to make a call, so, yeah. please hang out. If you're not going to be traveling, you yeah. might want to yeah. give your credit card hang company a heads up if you are going to be traveling because they might shut you off. Yeah. Okay. If One other thing, too. This isn't necessarily fraud related, but if it's money related, if you're putting money on your credit card and paying it off every month and there's no fees associated with that, isn't that better than taking money out of your bank account and not earning the interest? Yeah, yeah there, there, there you go. Okay. And there wasn't that much interest anyway. Okay. Yeah, what little there was. Yeah, yeah, what little there was. In, indeed, indeed. We have funny. about, what, about 12 minutes left here, guys, so... I think one thing I'd like to reiterate is I think we could talk all day till we're blue in the face about this stuff. And these scams are going to constantly change. They're constantly going to evolve. What's most important is that families take some responsibility for themselves and they educate each other and they stay up on this stuff. You can go online and learn everything. You have RP Magazine here that's yeah. got scams I've never seen. Yeah, I was the, blown away. Right, and I'm sure we'll see them eventually. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they've, yeah. they've already happened here and we don't know about yeah. it yet. Yeah. But just you can learn as much as you want to if you find the right sources and 
pass that stuff off to your family. And the other thing, too, is if you've got a family member, whether they're older or younger, whether it's your parents or your kids, if you can, it's not a bad idea to keep an eye on their bank accounts, especially if, let's say, for example, it's your inheritance on the line and your parents' well-being and maybe their housing, their care, everything else is linked to a bank account that, that they're using to pay for this stuff and they fall victim to a fraud and now that money's gone, what are you going to do? Yeah. So yeah. if you can monitor what they're doing as closely as possible, and I know a lot of a lot of older people don't want that. They don't want to admit <laughs> that they need help or they don't want somebody looking over their shoulder. They say, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm still yeah. capable. Yeah. If you can, I think it's priceless. It's just like I talked about with checking your own bank statements every couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's such an easy thing. And right? how many people do that, right? Yeah. For example, we had one we had one a couple weeks ago where a ninety one year old went to the bank and was trying to take out I think five thousand dollars and the bank stopped it from happening. But it's as easy as that. The family ended up finding out, but it's just all it takes is one trip down there, you withdraw the money and it's gone. Yeah. And it's not coming back. I think one of the most frightening things is that if most of this stuff is coming from overseas, we can't control it. And it, what are the chances that they get caught in some of the other countries in the world versus our country? Very slim. Yeah, yeah. that's the frightening part. That mm-hmm. the world is now so small with technology that somebody in one of those stands can take all your money and never get caught, or they're so far behind in yep. some of those countries. It, 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 it's really scary. And those scammers are always on the go too like yeah, you know, they, they're, 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 they're moving they're and moving, moving and they're changing yeah. them and as soon yeah. as one scam gets caught up and you guys they, educate the world about it yep. oh let's go figure out something else right? yeah. it's like they're always one step ahead yeah, yeah. yeah they really are yeah. we've had a few scammers that actually try to scam us at the police department Real? Oh, I'm not going to say we might make light of it. It was probably a challenge on it their was, part, right? It was actually fun because we go, absolutely, where do you want me to send that money? The best like, part is when you answer yeah. the phone, Marshfield Police recorded line, and then they start trying to scam you. Yeah. But th- th- there was one time where we gave the address of the police department, yeah. and the guy's on the phone, and he's like, all right, what's your address? I'm like, it's 1639 Ocean Street, and he's looking it up. Yeah. And then yeah. now he's on, yeah. and then he starts going down the, the rut, but... <laughs> Whoa. We, at times, we try to get right back to the scam. It goes nowhere, but it yeah. makes us smile. Yeah. At the very least, Mike, we encourage people to report these things to us. So not only can we stay on top of what's happening, yeah. but a lot of the times when we can log this for you and at least put it in writing, that's going to help you yeah. get with your case when yeah. you go back to the bank or yeah. the credit card company. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of them are going to actually demand that you go and, put, and report this first. Okay. So, But like I said, this is... It's, at the very least, education for us so we can stay on top of this stuff. Yeah, it's okay, okay. Hey, Tim, what were you guys talking about during the break? Oh, thank you, yes. Just that, by the way. So, a while back for my birthday or something, I got a green dot. It's, and for those of you out there not sure what I'm talking about, it's a dark gray Visa debit gift card from Walmart through Green Dot Bank. This sounds scary yep. already. So it says Walmart on the front. It's got all the badging and stuff, but it's issued through Green Dot Bank. So I went into a store to use this fresh out of the package. I ripped it open and handed it over to use. Assuming... In did, we they passed, the, did they put the cuffs on you, Tim, no, or what? No, no, nothing like that. They held the merchandise behind the counter until I figured it out. Or tr- anyway, but apparently this is a huge scam. My partner found a Reddit article about it. This it's, it has not happened just to me, but 
you take this out of the package to use, and there's no money on it. And if you go to the website to try and look at the info, the website says the debit card the card is deprecated, and it's there's the money disappears from it or something. So that's, how are they going to catch uh, up with Tim's money? How is that going to work? Oh, that's as good as gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so when he used, but I don't understand. How did that? If there was a card with no money on it, how did they so make the screen dot cards? There, yeah. you should treat those like cash. Okay. Because there's a little code on the back, and that's what the scammers want. They want that code. Because okay. once they have that code, yeah. they enter it into the Green Dots website. Green Dots website says, oh, you just got $50. Now they take that money out and move oh, it. Oh, they cash So now it. Oh. poor Tim's card okay. is just basically a blank card now. Ah, uh, the card got robbed. The card yeah. got robbed. Ah, uh, now I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now and I then I couldn't it. even talk to anybody either. I tried calling Green Dot Bank, and it was in a loop of a pre-recorded menu and stuff, and... I didn't get anywhere. They even try and t talk to Walmart. I don't know if they have any kind of fraud department, but they're all like, oh, no, talk to this gift card phone number. And I got this huge runaround, and it I have not. It hasn't been resolved, and I think a lot of other people have this problem, too. So is this more of a buyer beware than uh, something you can prevent? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I don't, it's, yeah, it's crazy. But oh, By the way, in that ARP article I read that was on fraud, there was something about greeting cards and codes on greeting cards. Did, did you see that? I didn't see that. It's, somehow there were, I, I, maybe I got lost on that. I, anyway, but they can take codes off of greeting cards. Uh, I don't know. Uh, whatever. Okay. That's like the green dot. The green dot cards have codes. Okay. I haven't heard of the greeting cards. No, uh, uh, whatever, but uh, I don't know. Folks that call and talk radio show, our telephone number is 781-837-4900. If you have some questions for us, we've got just a little bit of time left. And uh, I apologize. It right there. What's that say? So this basically says sometimes they have gift cards that are have fake barcodes on them too. So you may okay. have purchased a fake one okay. off the bat. Okay. But then they're talking about other ones, just like Todd said, where the money has been siphoned out of the account by the time you get the card. Okay. Okay. I think we have a caller, so hang on one second here. Tim is writing furiously here, so hang on. <laughs> We've had a lot of calls today. This is a popular subject. Let's go to Gary in Marshfield. Good morning, Gary. How are you today? Morning, guys. How are you? All right. What's on your mind, sir? So I own a small business in town. I work from home. Yeah. And I order a lot of equipment for the government. And I was going back and forth, ordered some cables from a vendor. And somehow, their email got hacked. And in the middle of this transaction, I was actually speaking with people from Russia. And their exact email, they were intercepting the email from the vendor. And I was answering their exact email. And <clears throat> they would be talking to me. So they told me that the cables were ready to be shipped. And they said, here's the invoice. You need to wire us the money, then we'll ship it. So I wired them $17,000 without calling and speaking to the vendor directly and verifying the wire information. And that was a big mistake of mine. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So. Yeah, that's a good one. So that's an expensive lesson. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. So you should always call the vendor and speak with them directly and say, okay, I got your invoice. Is this your wire information? This bank, <clears throat> this routing number, this account number. 
I didn't do that. And I've been doing in this business for 14 years. First time it's ever happened to me. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the idea is, Vera, call your bank. Yep. Okay, call your charge card company or call whoever it is real live and, and go from there. Yeah, okay. and, and Gary's right, especially with, the, with those, like, wire transfers, because we've seen a case where... It's a local business in Marshfield, but what the hacker did was, let's take marshfieldpolice.org, all yep. right? That's our email. Yeah. They would spell police wrong, so it would be Todd at marshfieldpolice.org, yep. but police is spelled wrong, yep. but nobody picks up on that. Okay. So then they're emailing these people saying, oh, you need to send money. Ah, uh, and, okay. and nobody looks at that yeah. saying, wait a minute, that's not the real yeah. police site. But they're hitting reply, thinking that they're replying back to me. Yeah. And then just what happened to Whoa. Gary here, he just was talking with somebody in Russia. Whoa. So. Yeah, and the thing was, the vendor's exact email, I was emailing the vendor's exact email, the people yeah. from Russia somehow hijacked his email. Yeah. And when he was speaking to me, the vendor thought he was speaking to me, but they took my email, and at the end of my email, it was .mail.ru, so it was my email address, .mail.ru. He didn't notice that, but I had no reason to suspect anything because it was his exact email. They hijacked it, yeah, so you really need to speak with people on the phone and verify everything before you start sending money. Wow. Wow. Gary, Gary, did that result in a full loss of that money, or were you able to get any of it insured? No, full loss. I say wire it transfer. Just happened, it just happened yeah. a week ago. It was a wire transfer, yeah. and the bank said that money's gone. Whoa. Yeah, and that's what happens with the banks. They, on a wire transfer, they basically blame you because you authorized that wire transfer. Okay, got it. Okay. That's right. So yeah, you won't get that money back Whoa. unless you had insurance. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know what? Okay, yeah, and by the way, so, yeah, if... So it takes a certain kind of person to think about calling the vendor. And by the way, if it's in the evening, you got to hang up and yep. try it the next day, basically. Especially if it's it. somebody you've dealt with for yeah. years. Yeah. Whoa. And nobody likes to talk to people anymore. They just want to do it through the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Any other comments or thoughts for us? So, Gary, the, the point is double-check whoever you think you're sending the money to and make sure they're alive and well and looking for it, basically, correct? Or, exactly. Yeah. Take the time, take the time, pick up the phone, verify yeah. the bank information. Yeah. All right, hey, listen, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate that. Good luck. Okay? Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Okay. $17,000. I think a common theme we're seeing here, Mike, is doing a little bit of legwork before you send money, yeah. right? Especially yeah. large amounts of Going money. Going into contact. Because it's so them. easy to send money these days, It's isn't too it? easy. Yeah, yeah, too easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your take on all this crypto stuff and any crypto scams that are, that are going on? That, uh, or is yeah, that? We've, seen a, we've seen a few of the cryptocurrency scams. Yeah. Actually, there's a few ATMs in Marshfield that you can deposit money and get a cryptocurrency. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I think there's one down in Brant Rock, I believe. I personally, right now, don't suggest anybody use that. I would um, vote for that as you know, well. You know, because Marshfield's <laughs> not in that technology state <laughs> yeah, for yeah. businesses. Yeah. 30 years. Yeah, yeah. But I would say the average person should not be using the cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. Not right now. It's been around, and it, but I, we take the same point of view from the finance business at McNamara Financial. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. Okay, moving right along. Okay, yeah. let's see. We've got about two minutes. How about... Some closing. Liam must have a story. I got one thing I wanted to add. (laughs) (laughs) This is back to my family getting ripped off. Okay, Okay, another family story. Okay, yeah. It's the Liam show. So when my wife's debit card got scanned at an ATM and they got all of her info and drained her account, what the bank told her was that what they've been seeing is that 
these card readers or scanners or whatever they're implanting on the ATM devices are happening at ATM vestibules, the ones that are out by themselves. Oh, standalone stuff. Standalone ATMs. I'm thinking yeah. about vestibule. I was trying to figure out what that meant. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so, you. Okay. So they, they haven't been seeing them happen yeah. at the ones that are attached to the bank. Okay, yeah. They're okay. these the random ones. Oh, yeah, so you won't get caught sticking the number on there or something. They don't like have that. the surveillance yeah. either. Got it. The, okay. the bank does. Yeah, okay. Got right. Wow. And the bank probably periodically checks their machines that are right there. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. And that happens at gas stations too, correct? I've seen. Yeah. I and mean, yeah. we've seen everything from employees putting them on the card reader stones mm-hmm. being put on the actual gas pumps. So what do they look like? I have let no con. I know. With the, I put- the, the scanner, the card scanners. Yeah. They look just like the, the faceplate goes over the ATM par- place that you put your card. Okay. It looks just like it. So you wouldn't oh, know it unless know. you happen to see a corner peeling yeah. off. Oh, okay. Which um, is, yeah, not normal. It's one thing I always do. Just it, it, I go to the ATM. I actually, I always try to look for those. Oh, yeah, you guys are sensitive I, about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I want to find yeah. one. I want to yeah. find one. Yeah, yeah. But they did. They just stick right over the actual reader. So you put your card in that slot. It's yeah. going through their slot first and then into the ATM. Oh, but when it goes through okay. theirs, they're okay. capturing all your data. Whoa. And then you're entering your code. Whoa. And a lot of those have a little camera hooked to them. And the camera's seeing you punch in your PIN number. Okay. Wow. Listen, gentlemen, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been very interesting and a whole lot scary there, folks. (laughs) 